NASDAQ Governance Solutions provides a suite of board technologies and services that enable boards and leadership teams to deliver to the highest standards. We aim to be the single trusted partner to boards. NASDAQ Governance Solutions serves 225,000 board portal users, 330 of the Fortune 500, and 75 of the Fortune 100, and nearly 7,000 global organizations. Today, I'm speaking to James Beasley, Senior Director at NASDAQ Governance Solutions, about the boardroom of the future. James, could you introduce yourself and perhaps set the scene by letting us know what you think of when you think of the boardroom of the present? Yes, thanks, Rachel. And um, yeah, hi, everyone. So my role at NASDAQ is to lead our board advisory work. Uh, as well as our Centre for Board Excellence in Europe, Middle East and Africa. My background is governance advisory through and through. So I joined NASDAQ a short while ago, just over a year ago, uh, from Deloitte, where I've been for the best part of a decade, uh, leading on board effectiveness and also broader governance transformation as well. So helping organisations go through governance change. Um, when I reflect on the... Uh, boardroom of the present it owes to uh, it owes a lot of three things in my view mm -hmm. firstly technological developments starting with the ipad and the first board portals secondly considerable work from cosex and other parties mm -hmm. including shareholders proxy proxies um, directors and, and and regulators um, to deliver continuous improvement and implement good practices. Mm -hmm. And thirdly, probably unsurprisingly, the COVID pandemic, mm -hmm. where I think we will all recognise that we've seen changes in practices necessitated by not being able to come together. So the boardroom of the present is a boardroom that for a few years has been successfully using technology and doing so quite effectively. Mm -hmm. um, information is able to be delivered quickly and securely on the go and at the desk. Um, discussions and decisions are able to be tracked very clearly. Strong boards are well supported. Um, processes are sophisticated, interdependencies with other processes um, with different functions are clearly understood. And particularly when I have my um, board evaluator hat on, they are self-critical and committed to improvement. You know, we have embedded the concept of a board evaluation, a board performance review as a good practice. And rarely do we ever have a conversation with a board where they don't really take some value from that process. Um, and meetings do not require directors and, attendee and attendees to gather in one place, mm -hmm. particularly through and since the COVID pandemic as lockdowns and evolving rules have prevented people from travel, traveling and gathering. Mm -hmm. um, boards um, pushed more consistently into the virtual environment. Some were already practicing virtual meetings, we need to say, you know, particularly those with international membership, mm -hmm. those conscious of their environmental impact or even just for convenience. But quickly it became the standard because it had to be. Mm -hmm. So boards have quickly become accustomed to meeting via Teams or Zoom or WebEx. Mm -hmm. um, and as we've emerged from the pandemic and returned to normality, hopefully we can say that, most mm -hmm. are maintaining at least a hybrid approach with certain meetings held uh, virtually as required. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's, it's so true, isn't it, that the, uh, the COVID pandemic has changed so much about how we work. Um, and so thinking ahead as to how that 
things might change in the future. What do you think we're thinking about typically when we refer to the boardroom of the future? Yeah, so I think in this context, we, we need to be thinking about that next stage of board evolution. Mm. So the slightly less tangible things. We can all kind of see you know, where uh, additional functionality to different tools could be added, the things that we have in our hands where we think, okay, you know, what else could I do with this? Mm. But thinking 5, 10, 15 years hence, um, we inevitably end up considering emerging technologies Mm. and how they might enable boards to deliver on their responsibilities more effectively, more efficiently, um, and to add more value. Mm -hmm. And so why do you think we need to be thinking now about that boardroom of the future? I think so it's, it's, it's a good question. If, if we reflect on the last few years, um, those things that I mentioned in terms of starting with you know, iPads and the development of the first board portal software, we've seen tools develop rapidly. Mm -hmm. You know, the first iPads were launched in 2010. Maybe I've got that completely wrong. But they, they didn't necessarily come into the boardroom, um, really, even though people saw the potential, mm -hmm. till about 2015. And that was when it's enabled, it's starting to link up with other tools like portals, where people are saying, okay, look, we would really, really like this. We would like to be able to see information on the go. We'd like to utilize that functionality of the iPad. How can you do that? And so mm. these technologies started to then congregate and, and, and develop together to really add um, that value mm. and the functionality that was needed. So really we're looking at the last, you know, four to six years probably where things have really developed quite rapidly. Mm. So when we ask the question, you know, why should we be thinking about this today? Well, that picture can change very quickly in mm. terms of the tools that are out there um, to, to facilitate an effective board. So, you know, from my point of view, it's important to keep up a level of understanding, to keep that finger on the pulse. Mm. Alongside that, we have undeniably clearer expectations from stakeholders. Mm -hmm. um, not only are those expectations clearer, and by the way, by stakeholders, I mean, you know, shareholders, I mean, employees, I mean, customers. Mm. And not only are those stakeholders clearer, but they're also communicated more directly. We're seeing people vote with their feet as to whether they go with one organization or another when they, when they have a choice, maybe depending on things like a clear commitment to good governance, other sustainability yeah. matters, yes. um, for example. Um, and so you put those two things together, i.e. there's a, you know, there's some louder voices um, and, and clearer opinions in the room pushing in this direction, i.e. for continuous improvement. And we've already seen evidence that that has happened in recent years, and there's no reason to think it wouldn't continue. Um, you know, boards and organizations don't want to be left behind or mm. caught by surprise on this. So that doesn't mean that you want to be at the vanguard necessarily mm -hmm. not every organization does mm -hmm. but i think keeping up with you know being diligent keeping up with um you know potential emerging practices and opportunities mm -hmm. looking at potential partners and saying okay how could we explore something together feels like a you know a diligent and, and sensible thing to do and mm -hmm. i'd link that really back to you know from the board director's point of view mm -hmm. um you know, director's duties and 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 performing them diligently. So there's almost an obligation to identify opportunity for improvement. Mm. And when we think about how board effectiveness is now, thankfully, 
you know, in the UK, particularly really embedded in the ways board think about, you know, what they what they do. Mm. Hopefully that obligation kind of comes to the fore and it's a natural thing to to look around and say, okay, what else can we be doing to really add some value? And, and are you thinking particularly about what they can be doing in the boardroom or what they can be doing in the company as a whole? Um, particularly, I would say in the boardroom, because mm. I think, you know, in this context, if we're saying what does that boardroom of the future mm. um, look like, inevitably we we put that laser focus on, um, you know, what's going on in the boardroom. Mm. But, you know, inevitably what gets to the board is coming from, you know, elsewhere in the organization. Mm. And the board has that responsibility to be looking at the information it receives, mm. um, when it receives it, how it looks, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Um, it has an obligation to be considering that and then advising and directing, you know, what its expectations might be. So I think inevitably probably a knock-on impact mm. actually beyond the boardroom in terms of ways of working. Mm-hmm. And so thinking about using technology in the boardroom, what do you think are the most interesting developments um, about the boardroom of the future? Yeah, I've, I've, been, I've been brainstorming this a little bit recently, and there, there are some interesting things to pick up. Inevitably, as I said, you know, there's, a, there's a strong tech link in my answer here. It doesn't mm. mean that the boardroom of the future is linked purely to technolo- technological okay. developments, but, but inevitably that is the, the theme that runs through. And the first thing uh, I get quite interested in as a concept is Alexa in the boardroom, as you might call it. Okay. So we have Alexa in the bedroom, in the living room, etc., yeah. where we can ask Alexa a question and Alexa will tell us the answer. Uh-huh. I think it's very interesting to think about the applications for that kind of technology in the boardroom as itself as a way to inform decision-making and discussion so being able to ask effectively a, well, you could probably call it a robotic corporate memory mm. in real time. So, you know, reflecting on, okay, when was this thing last discussed? Or can you play back the, you know, the minutes of that agenda item mm. at that meeting? That could be quite interesting. At the same time, you could ask, uh, you know, as it develops to perform, um, you know, real-time analysis of documentation um, in order to really build out a picture on that and play that back. Mm. I think linked to that, maybe a, a slightly less sophisticated, um, but potentially just as powerful and even less risky. Mm. We'll come on to that inevitably, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, kind of linked concept is is chatbots in, yeah. in the boardroom. So like Alexa, if you like, but 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 simpler, an ability to ask questions, but you know, this thing isn't necessarily actively listening to discussions. Mm. Um, you know, it might be text rather than voice. Mm. And that's quite interesting. And on the subject of bots, I think about what we might call chaos bots. Mm. So something that can be used to, you know, think of it as throwing a grenade into a situation, but in mm-hmm. a kind of a safe environment. So where you might have a bot to create a scenario, create a situation mm-hmm. that can be really, really powerful for the board, for their scenario testing, what would yeah. happen if X happened and go through that real time to generate incidents, situations for war gaming. Um, yeah. you, know, you could see that being brought into board meetings, whether ad hoc or, or regular, in order to see you know what reactions would be and to challenge back on some assumptions yeah 
they all sound like really interesting advantages to using technology in the boardroom. Um, yeah. But like you mentioned a little bit, with something um, where there's a benefit, you need to weigh it up against the risks. So what do you think are the risks of bringing this kind of technology into the boardroom? Well, I think inevitably when we um, when we talk about Alexa in the boardroom, there's mm. going to be the question of, okay, this is a listening device in the boardroom. Mm. So, so where and how data is stored mm. in that kind of scenario will be will be incredibly important. You know, if Alexa is listening to boardroom meetings, mm. that's you know, a board meeting is sensitive information, mm. highly sensitive information, of course, um, and incredibly risky where that might end up and how it's encrypted, et cetera. Yeah. So I think, you know, inevitably you probably, probably go towards on-site data storage for anything like yeah. that. Um, so, you know, we first think um, to the challenges of where information might be stored and by whom. Use of mm. the cloud could pose real issues from the mm. data security and a wider mm. risk management perspective. Um, and if and how anything is recorded for the purposes of mm. providing those services, that's likely to cause concern. You know, could, yes. there, could that information be discoverable by mm. uh, to regulators, for example, or yeah. um, you know um, um, opposing legal advisors? Could it, by its existence, supplant minutes as an official board record mm. uh, on a de facto basis? Of course not. You wouldn't want it to, but could it almost become um, de facto uh, mm. something which supplants minutes, which wouldn't be, you know, in accordance with you know what we see as good governance practices? I think there is potential for over reliance on tech in decision making mm. as well in these kind of scenarios. Mm. So, you know, if we think of other potential technologies in the future, you could have, uh, you know, crowdsourcing or real-time analytics and feedback. So maybe standing panels representing stakeholders mm. whose feedback can be sought and played back through data analytics yeah. real-time in the boardroom. You could use AI for management information analysis, minutes analysis, i.e. looking for tone or the number of times a stakeholder is referenced, for example, yeah. diving deeper into information, um, et cetera, et cetera. So in those kind of scenarios, if you have those other potential future developments, then you could have an over-reliance on, on technology and decision. Mm. You know, we can imagine board meetings becoming quite clunky at the very least, mm -hmm. asking Alexa, speaking mm. to a chatbot, asking mm. a panel for feedback, stopping to understand some data analytics mm. that have just come through. You know, discussion could become limited mm. by deferring to technological solutions that are supposed to enhance debate, but instead end up taking up time, being taken at face value. Um, you could have a risk around shadow directors and outsourcing decisions. So, you know, these kind of technologies could also dilute accountability in theory. You know, the scenario of, well, we thought this as a board or I thought this as a director, but then, you know, the technology said that. And so we felt compelled to go with that. You know, the more tools and information a board has at its, at its disposal, the less agency some directors may feel they have. Yeah. And in, in poor performing boards, you could see these kind of things being used as an excuse. Mm. And then the last thing I'd probably say as a risk there is, um, as some people might be thinking listening to this, it's pressure on time and agendas. Mm. Boards are under enough time pressure. Going back to the clunkiness point, mm. bringing in technological solutions may take up valuable time in the boardroom or for directors overall, you know, outside yeah. of the boardroom. Um, so I would just say in thinking about all of these things, 
what we shouldn't be doing, in my opinion, is looking for solutions for solutions' sake. We don't want bandwagons that end up, you know, not necessarily being, you know, the implications not being understood. You know, instead, we need to be careful to identify opportunities for real value add and think carefully about how and when those tools are used. And that's a subjective thing for each organization, right? Just because the guys over there are doing something doesn't mean that necessarily works for you, given where you are, the risk you're facing, you know, everything that's on your agenda. It Mm. might just be that you prioritize in a different way. Mm. Do you think there might be a little bit of, um, you know, perhaps feeling feeling your way as a board to try something out and then be able to say I don't think this is right for us like you said just because the other company is using it it's not right for us um yeah yeah, yeah. And, and we've seen that to be fair over the last few years when it comes to um you know, board portal software close to our, our heart at NASDAQ is something that we provide and something we see is incredibly important you know, for, for, for many organizations, they kind of need that. Let's just have a trial. Let's kick mm. the tires on this a little bit. Maybe it's the same with new functionality that's that's being added. Mm. You know, you don't necessarily want to just say, yes, we'll go with that because yeah. it could end up being a distraction. So, mm. yeah, it is definitely something organizations should think very carefully about and think about the timing that's right for them. Yeah. Um. And do you think that directors currently are equipped in their understanding of technology to make those kinds of decisions about what, what's best for the organization and what's best for the boardroom? It depends on the board, depends on the director. I think um, some organizations, some boards are slightly more tech savvy or future mm. tech aware or you know, governance developments aware if we want to bring it up to a, to a whole other level than, than, than others. Um, what becomes really important is Almost going back to that original point I made in terms of you know being being connected, making you know taking the ownership of being aware of trends as they emerge and opportunities as they mm. as they might arise. You know, be connected to the right advisors, get them in front of your board because they will always get in front of your board. They'll be very happy to talk mm. through you know what the benefits might be or not, and think about those partners where you really have that trusted advisor relationship and you can you can explore these things together hypothetically or literally, um, you know, in order to make informed decisions in as efficient as way as possible. Mm. And so almost leading on from that, do you think there is much of an appetite at the moment in in the boardroom to use technology? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think that the board of the present is tech enabled and tech savvy. Mm. Of course, you know, not every board is the same, but mm. but that's where we are now. I think, you know, we, we, we know that technological developments can really support effectiveness, support decision making and, and, you know, free up time and all sorts of other wonderful things and mitigate risk, by the way, when we think yeah. about um, you know, things like data security, et cetera. Mm. Boards are looking for more convenience, i.e., you know, looking for tech across different devices, um, you know, how we bring things together, you know, integration with other platforms, um, you know, like integration with Outlook in a full and true sense. Um, processes like board evaluations and management of conflicts are increasingly digitized. Mm. That's due to client demand. Yeah. And on all of these things, you know, we can't ignore, as I mentioned earlier, on data security, mm. digital portals and processes are far more secure than paper and email, of course. You know, you can't, um, you know, 
portals allow tracking of when things are forwarded, how things, when things are printed, when you know items are opened, um, and uh, and there's a huge amount of data encryption which goes around it. Mm. Um, but there's a constant drive for for greater security in a rapidly changing world, and we spend significant time and resource on continual improvement in that regard. Yes, that's interesting because I think that perhaps one of the um, the biggest factors that might make people particularly directors hesitant to take on technology might be the threat of um, of a cyber attack. Um, And so do you feel that those enhancements in security are enabling um, technology providers to mitigate that risk because it's constantly evolving, um, isn't it, as um, hackers come up with new ways to target organisations? Yeah, it, it's it's teamwork, right? It's it's clients asking the questions and saying, look, these are our concerns, mm. um, these are our uh, expectations, the standards we expect you to uphold, mm. and it's providers of this kind of um, these kind of platforms investing that time um, and resource to make sure that they are going to be meeting those expectations and trying to get ahead of those questions, mm. even pushing mm. pushing that envelope further and further and further. I think you can't separate out actually the the security aspect um, going forwards, and that's why I think you know when when you asked earlier on about what are some of the risks, the first thing I was you know the first kind of filter I was putting on that was okay, what about you know where is this data going to be stored and how is it going to be stored? That that's going to be a question that will be the first on the lips of the board members mm. and the cosecs and the general councils, and so to be any form of um, viable solution um you know the the developers of that solution will need to be able to 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 answer that question up front Mm -hmm. absolutely and so uh, is there anything that boards and company secretaries can be doing now and today to equip themselves to be ready for the boardroom of the future yeah i think i think partnering up you know working with partners the the, you know the trusted suppliers at the moment or potential suppliers the big Mm. services firms um, with their different specialities, um, you know, developing and testing functionality together, um, that can put boards on the front foot. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that company secretaries should be afraid to offer views, to make requests, mm-hmm. um, or ultimately to offer to be a, 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 a test bed. It can, it can really have value in itself. Um, you know, it's risk and it, and it involves... Um, mm you know, time and, uh, and, and other investment, but, you know, the, the, the benefits in the broader landscape of good corporate governance, but also to the board and to the organization itself is, uh, um, you know, potentially great. Yeah. So, you know, no matter the challenges boards face in the coming year, that duty of curiosity that I alluded to earlier on is, mm. is, is key, you know, both to meet the, constantly evolving landscape of threats that we're seeing now, you know, and to, and to seize those new opportunities. Um, I think we'll see, you know, in the boardroom of the future, it'll be populated with directors from a variety of disciplines mm. who have an insatiable appetite for learning because mm. we're seeing those kind of things already really, really ramp up um, and hopefully the stamina to remain relevant as well. Thank you very much, James. That's been such an interesting insight into um, what the boardroom of the future might look like um, and what we can be doing now to um, equip ourselves to be ready to take part in the discussions um, in that boardroom of the future. Um, 
Thank you very much for your, James, uh, your time today, James. It's been really interesting. Thanks, Rachel. Pleasure. Our solutions include board portal software, NASDAQ Board Vantage, digitized board director and senior leadership performance evaluations, and digitized data collection for things like conflicts management and related parties monitoring. Under the NASDAQ Governance Solutions umbrella, we also have the NASDAQ Center for Board Excellence, our international community development and thought leadership initiative aimed at advancing strong governance practices, fostering debate and connecting people. NCB, as we sometimes call it, is a thriving platform open to board directors, business leaders and governance practitioners. 